Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. It is great to have you with me. Let me dive right in. I am going to come to this podcast with a little bit of fire and a little bit of anger. So forgive me, but run with me in this journey. I want to talk to you for a moment about Union Station in Washington, D.C. as a symbol of what is happening in our society. I want to tell you that Union Station has long been one of my favorite buildings. I love it. It's the train station for Washington, D.C., been around for almost a century, um, has a great history and heritage. It's where our war dead came back to from World War I, World War II, where our soldiers returned, met their families. Uh, great moments in American history like Harry Truman leaving the presidency and going to Union Station to board a train thinking he was alone. And then the passengers began to see that it was him and surrounded him and applauded him uh, because he had left office, you know, at a, at a kind of a sad time in American history and, and not much lauded. Um, just beautiful moments. And, and, and it just, it, it, regardless of what it looks like physically, it was a place where life was happening. It was a place where families met. It was a place where people returned. Uh, it was used in, in movies like Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. It's just got a storied history. And of course, it had a great function. It was the train station for Washington, D.C. It's also a bus hub. It's also a metro stop. So you could come in from New York and go downstairs and get on the metro and then the city was your oyster. You can go anywhere on the metro, which I love. But I loved it for other reasons. First of all, the architecture is stunning. It's got a rotunda out front with, with uh, Christopher Columbus statue uh, right there at the beginning of it. Uh, the, the architecture of the building is magnificent. Great phrases of wisdom uh, emblazoned in the architecture. Um, tributes to mechanics and science built into the architecture. Uh, a beautiful building inside. Um, I, I just lovely restaurants have been there throughout the years. It used to be there was a big wooden raised platform right in the middle of the main rotunda with, with a restaurant on it. And a beautiful architecture on the inside. Statues of the Roman Praetorian Guard uh, surrounding the whole uh, some of the best souvenir buying, sophisticated souvenir buying there. Again, great restaurants. I have a lot of personal history there. When I um, when I learned that I was going to have the chance to write the uh, the Faith of George W. Bush, a big transitional book in my life, um, I celebrated with friends at a Mexican restaurant there. Um, right there in the, in the main rotunda, the main room of the Union Station. It's a place where people used to go for dates. Again, lovely restaurants, a, a wonderful mall. Um, I remember getting a hot shave once there at the shave shop. And then one of my favorite bookstores was there. I used to always go visit D.C. and go to this bookstore because they had a lot of D.C. history books and uh, a lot of books about American history and as well as the popular stuff. It was just lovely. It was a place you looked forward to going to. People would show up early uh, to board their train so they could have some dinner or meet with a friend or do a little shopping. Uh, downstairs was what I used to, I used to joke with but my friends and call it God's food court. When I would lead tours of DC, I would take people downstairs to the food court. It was a very upscale food court. You could get great sushi, you could get great Indian food, you could get fresh burgers, fresh baked bagels. It was amazing what they had available down there. It was also movie theater. Um, 
just 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 really marvelous and people who were passing through on the train could stop do their grocery shopping uh stop by a liquor store there a lovely one a small one they they pick up the wine for their dinner um get their shoes shined it was just a lovely old school and new school uh kind of place and you just you just looked forward to being there well you can tell where i'm heading <laughs> <laughs> because this last week, my daughter came to visit me. I probably hadn't been at Union Station for a year and a half, just a combination of COVID and travels and, and uh, some business needs keeping me in Nashville. And I picked up my daughter at the at the Union Station. She lives in New York. She was coming down. It's easiest for her to come down by train. And I have to tell you, I was devastated by what kind of shape this building is in, this beloved building that's part of my life and history, but also part, an important part of the nation's history. First of all, out in front is a homeless encampment and of a kind I've not seen before. Now, before I go any further, let me tell you that I've started organizations to serve the homeless and serve the poor. I am not just one of those people who's angrily uh, opposed to the homeless. I realize people have difficult circumstances. I realize people have mental problems. Um, and I realize that homelessness is something we've got to address. So I've actually started organizations to serve this population. But I will tell you that the the homeless city uh, on the ellipse at the front of the uh, of the of the Union Station is just one of the worst I've seen. It's not just tents and it's not just mentally deranged people. Uh, they've been allowed to spread their stuff out on the lawn, and so you have a, you'll have a hundred square feet of some guys some guys' underwear and trash and boots and clothes just spread out as though someone is just just trying to stick it in the face of the passers-by, stick it in the face of the city. It's not just, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll sleep wherever we want. No, we're going to spread our stuff everywhere and then glower at you angrily if you say anything about it. And this is around the, the Christopher Columbus statue on the lawn in front of the Union Station. You go inside and it's almost completely barren. You go inside this magnificent building, and it's almost completely barren. During the time that I was picking up my daughter, I did not see one policeman. The stores have been closed. I'm told that's largely because of COVID, and that's understandable, and it will bounce back. But the beautiful restaurants, the stores have largely been closed. There's very little trade. I saw an Uno's pizza place and a Shake Shack and a, and, and a Godiva chocolate place, and I think there was a Starbucks somewhere, but that was about it. No more beautiful restaurants, no more amazing trade, no more, uh, you know, the best best souvenir shopping for D.C., no more bookstores, uh, no more the lovely mall. And the food court downstairs is, is a fraction of what it used to be. Now, a lot of that may be COVID, and that's fine. But you can tell there's not security. You can tell it's unsafe. It's like a gigantic warehouse. You've got 18 tracks of trains coming into that station. You've got metro. You've got buses. Passengers are passing by. Again, I saw no police. There's very little to do. And the homeless are everywhere. And to confirm how little protection and security there is, just recently, this is easily Googled, um, somebody, and they've now arrested him, Somebody painted a, over 150 swastikas on the building. And when I was there, you could see where they've been covered up kindly by, by people who wanted to, to obviously not have that symbol celebrated in our society. But think about that just from a, for a moment from a security standpoint. Somebody was able to go through that building at their relative leisure 
and paint 150 swastikas, more than 150 swastikas, without being stopped or arrested at the time. That means there's nobody on watch. Security cameras aren't being monitored. Police aren't present. This person, how long does it take to go through an entire building? This wasn't just on the outside, by the way. And paint 150 or more swastikas without being stopped or prevented. Now, again, they've arrested the guy. But this is a tragedy. And I'll tell you what, it's a tragedy symbolic of what's happening in our society where you have left-leaning city governments wanting to defund the police, uh, allowing the homeless as though they are a privileged class to settle wherever they want and do pretty much whatever wherever they want. And again, remember who I am. I'm not ragingly anti the homeless. I want to help them. But you don't have to let them set up in your front yard or in your kitchen. And then, of course, not having policies that are pro-business. And I've told you before in this podcast, I've spoken to a lot of people who are leaving the Northwest, leaving California, uh, leaving Chicago, leaving New York, moving south, moving southwest. And a lot of it has to do with these very policies. They will say, the government of my city, the new left-leaning government of my city, reduce the police presence, had anti-business policies, let the homeless take over. Main Street became a ghost town. It was unsafe to live there any longer. We didn't have the basic services we need. They, the government wouldn't let us, as a church, perhaps some, some of them were saying, uh, try to solve the homeless situation. They wouldn't let us get involved. And so we had no choice but to move from, and in the one case I'm thinking of, Oregon to Arizona. And what I'm saying is I was skeptical, as I've told you before, of some of these reports. I thought maybe it was hard right wingers getting too upset. But looking at the Union Station now, I can see that it happens. The, the Union Station is owned by the Department of Transportation. So what happens there is, is under the control of the Department of Transportation. The city of D.C., the city government of D.C., controls what happens out on the lawn. So you've got a bad combination of reducing police presence, very obviously, didn't see a, a policeman the whole time, nor when I returned some days later to take my, my daughter back to the train. Uh, the homeless are everywhere. Crime is happening. Business is being removed. The place is a great big, formerly fancy warehouse. And this is what's happening in city centers around the country. Well, now we know what works. We know what produces. We know what's produced prosperity and beauty in cities all over the country. It's where you have good security, where you have pro-business policies, where you help the homeless, but you manage them and certainly don't let them arrogantly take over the prime property of the city, take over the beauty spots, take over the places that tourists want to be and families want to thrive and, and, and making play people unsafe. By the way, this very this, it's interesting that on the other coast in Los Angeles, you have another train station called Union Station, just like in D.C., and they've had the same situation with the homeless and reduced police presence and what have you, and a nurse just recently was killed there. You can look this up easily. It's been in the news. Um, a nurse just recently was killed there. So before long, you not only have um, these cavernous, empty buildings that were formerly glorious, but you have unsafe places where crime rises, not just the painting of swastikas, but the murdering of people. 
we know what works against that. We know what the solutions are. We've already done it. You have security. You have pro-business policies. You manage the homeless. You grow the city in terms of families, in terms of uh, prosperity, in terms of people, in terms of safety, in terms of growth, a people-oriented kind of government. You don't get on some leftist trend. You don't get trendy. You don't try to defund the police. You don't reduce the police. We've seen what happens. We've seen that on January 6th of this past year. We've seen it uh, in other places. It doesn't work. And that's why people are moving to Texas. They're moving to Arizona. They're moving down south. They're moving to uh, certain parts of Georgia, not all of Georgia. We know what works. So my point here is not just to gripe because I've had a disturbing experience at Union Station. My point is to say we can reclaim this thing. In fact, just today when I was doing research for this podcast, I read an article from 1980 where a man was saying what a mess Union Station is. And what he described was a different kind of mess, construction and bad services and what have you. But along came Reagan, along came uh, other folks, and, and the thing was, was restored. So I have confidence that Union Station has seen bad days before, and it was restored. It was made glorious. And in the last several decades, two or three decades of my life, it has been an absolute uh, beautiful, a beautiful place to go, take my children, dine, travel, get, you know, get services, celebrate the city, celebrate my nation. It can be again. But we're going to have to stop these policies that we know don't work that are devastating our cities and are, all, and are doing so based on trendy theories that are, that are proving not to work. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, the Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.